Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith, Silent Bob from all those Jay and Silent Bob type pictures, man. And I'm breaking the silence to tell you that you're listening to the Buff and the Blazer podcast with Drew and El Tato. Enjoy the show, kids. Hey, El Tato. What's going on? We got a podcast of Buff and the Blazer. If I was a listener, where would I go to find more? You can check us out on our website, thebuffintheblazer.com. Drew over there writes a article that goes along with every single episode. You can find all kinds of little extras on the articles, and you can listen to the podcast right there. Also, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, we're on Twitter, at Buff and Blazer. Follow us there. Get those clicks, people. The Buff and the Blazer. Welcome to episode 57 of the Buff and the Blazer podcast, the show where we break down the old movies, the new movies, everything in between. I'm Drew, and as always, I'm here with my best pal, Mr. L. Tato. Yo. What's up, man? Nothing much. How you doing? Pretty good. Staying out of the uh, the nastiness. Yeah. Uh, the pan, pandy, pandy times. <laughs> Yeah, Mrs. El Tato is uh, recovering from her COVID. She's doing all right? Yeah, she's still got a few symptoms, but improving. Getting back? So. Good to hear. Yeah. Good to hear. <sighs> well, another week, another movie. And for episode 57, we're going to be discussing Promising Young Woman, directed by Emerald Fennell. Fennell? Emerald Fennell? Yes. And... Oh man, I was really excited for this film because it's been pretty hyped up. So it just got released to streaming, right? This last week? Yeah, this week. So we were pretty stoked to get it on the schedule. So what did you think, man, of your first viewing of Promising Young Woman? Well, based on the trailer, I thought this was going to be a full-blown return of the hot chick kicking ass theme on the show and it kind of faked me out a bit from the trailer um but i still really liked the movie it was uh kind of an emotional roller coaster right yeah a lot of misdirection a lot of uh pretty emotional pretty heavy stuff some really really good acting some pretty hard to watch scenes and uh I kind of had like halfway through the movie, I was starting to get a little pissed off. Okay. Because I thought it was going somewhere that I didn't want it to go. Uh huh. And it totally came back around and saved everything. The third act in this movie is just like banger heavy. <laughs> and I, I really enjoyed it. It was probably the most. I guess emotionally connected I've been to any of the movies we've done. Really? Yeah. Wow. I was like physically sick at one point of the movie. Okay. All right. And we're going to have to be pretty vague because 
Yeah. We can't do any spoilers because this is a really kind of uh, not confusing but pretty intricate story. Uh Uh-huh. And we can't give anything away because it is so good and the ending is so good. (laughs) Yeah, no, we'll keep it it spoiler-free. Cool. What about you? I liked it. I probably didn't like it as much as you did. But it's it's well constructed and it's an interesting watch, and I loved all the performances, some really good performances. And I think Carrie Mulligan, she makes this film. Yeah, she's so like she has a demanding presence in the whole film, and it doesn't matter if she's in her, well, what do you call that? Her mode, her uh, stick it to the man mode, <laughs> or if she's mode. just yeah, or if she's just you know playing her. Her actual everyday self, I guess, one way of putting it, in the film. So for me, she made the film, and it was a it was really, really enjoyable to watch her do her thing. So I did get a lot of enjoyment out of that. I will say that I was expecting the film to be a little bit more graphic. <laughs> Same. Okay, and I usually don't care about that kind of stuff. But for this film, for whatever reason, I feel like if they would have had that, it may have been even more impactful than what we got. Okay. But having said that, overall, I think it, it was a it was a pretty enjoyable film, and it's different. It's it's a different type of story, and that's that's what I appreciated about it. Yeah, extremely original on the storytelling side. I guess if you wanted to be real general, it's a bit of a tragic hero type of story yeah i'm even having a hard time like classifying yeah what this is because it's kind of all over the place right it is and like you said yeah like you said it has i mean we'll just dive right into kind of story our vague discussion of the story but it, it it does tick a bunch of boxes in terms of the emotion even genre i would say like mm-hmm. there are there are parts in this film where you genuinely feel like you're watching a romantic comedy. Yeah. And then there are other times where you feel like you're watching a straight up horror film. <laughs> and then yeah. other times you're watching this heavy drama. Yeah. And it's amazing how well all of those different elements come together to create this one story about this character. And I think for me, that was the most interesting thing about it. A lot of times when films try to do that, they do just that. Like, it's just a a mishmash of a bunch of different things, and you have no idea what it is in a bad way. Yeah. But this film, I think the story is cohesive enough to where all those elements work together, and you get something that's really original. And so just for reference, like on IMDb, they classify this as a crime drama thriller. Okay. I would throw in romantic comedy. <laughs> yeah, that's the part of the movie where I was starting to get pretty pissed off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not a fan of the romantic comedies? The rom-coms? No, not at all. <laughs> but I want to go back to something real quick. When you said graphic, do you mean in the violence side? Yes. yes. Okay. So yeah, I'm talking about... where I was. And too. it's in the trailers when she's setting people up. Mm-hmm. I feel like those scenes would have been even more impactful had she just gone completely nuts and did her thing. You know what I'm saying? 
that's what I thought it was going to be from the trailer, and I was, I was really like, excited I was a little for that. Yeah, I was a little let down by that, and I think it's just because of of the expectations, because they yeah. totally they ex- you expect that after watching the trailer, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was a little let down, like the first half, not even the first half, but the first like twenty five thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. But aside from aside from that, I, I'd say that. The topic itself that it tackles is it's complex, I guess. It's it's um because it's dealing with this really heavy subject of like what what do you consider this like? It's it's sexual assault slash harassment slash it's all that, but then it's like avenging that in a sort of you can't even say violent because of the way they do it. No, it's 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 very smart. She's more and, so like and, just trying to really knock them off and like blow their minds and really get them to think about what they what they're doing. Yeah, it's not full blown revenge. It's like uh, moralistic revenge, not violent revenge. Yeah, does that make sense? Right, and and you're 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 starting to get me to think that it's probably better that they didn't go the violent route. If it that was their been intention, easier to say, "Oh, it's a hot chick kicking ass movie." That's true. If if they went the violent route, and it's way more complex than that. Yeah, and I feel like after you just broke that down, that it's a more impactful message with her going the non-violent route. Yeah. So I guess that is just smart writing. Yeah, really smart writing. It's tackling a, a topic that has been in the. In the cultural climate for the, what is it, the last five years or something? Yeah. With the whole Me Too movement and stuff. Right. And I guess what you're saying is right. Like, if they would have just gone full revenge on the violent side, it might not be as well received as what we're seeing in terms of, like, the the reviews for it. Like, it may be more entertaining, but yeah. less impactful and less important. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. And I think that reflects in kind of the the critic response to this film. It it holds a ninety one percent with two hundred ninety two reviews. Yeah. So that's like a vast majority of critics that really like this film. And something that kind of points that out a lot is the scene that she has with Dean Walker. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? When she goes back to the medical school, yes, and she kind of pulls the I, I I don't want to say prank, but like she pulls some shit mm-hmm. to kind of get this lady to acknowledge a big mistake that she made in the past. Yeah, and it was really impactful. Mm-hmm. And she technically never broke any laws. Yeah, that's what I found so smart about it. Right. And going back to <laughs> what I said earlier, if you were to have her just be some serial killer, <laughs> you know, some vigilante, yeah. not even a vigilante, just like a serial murderer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what message does that send, you know? Right. That's, yeah. It makes it much, much smarter and definitely much yeah. more impactful that it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, she's just trying to put herself in situations to get people to realize how fucked up they are. Yeah. Rather than just killing She's them. like, I guess you could Which say... Which I would have enjoyed, too, I have to say. Yeah. 
Well, <laughs> I guess it's just because of what the trailer gave us. Yeah. You know, you're thinking you're going to get a film like that. And to be fair, too, of course you're going to sell your trailer that way because you want people to come watch your film. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm not as mad about it as, as some, ty- uh, some types of movies like Tax Collector. I was pretty pissed off at how they sold the trailer. Yeah. But this one, it's it's not like they're tricking you. No, I don't think so. It's it's more like they're getting you in the door. Right. But you're still entertained and you still get the message. Yeah. Like, basically what her character is, is like a Christmas carol. She's like every ghost in a Christmas carol like, <laughs> that visits, you know, Scrooge. Yeah. That's kind of like what her deal is in this film. And it ends up working out until we get to, you know, parts of the the story later on. Um, but it does work out. It does. Because that's... Here's another... Okay. And then okay. that goes to another little <laughs> criticism I have. Okay. Which is totally... I like the story idea. And I like... I think it's a clever element. And I'm talking about the ending. Okay. How it resolves. And I'll ask you about it, too, on your thoughts, but I just found it completely unbelievable. Like, like the, the how, how to, are we going to say this <laughs> without giving anything away? Um, like, what do you think the like odds how are? how neatly it wraps up, even yes. though it's horrifying? Yes. And, like, how, without being able to look into the future, how are you able to, to do something like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. From her perspective? Which is fine. So, so having said that, though, I totally suspended my realistic expectations, and I was like, "This is a cool story element. Like, this is it's. I loved how they ended it, and it's just like the logical part of my brain going, that would never happen. That could never happen that way.'" <laughs> yeah, I don't have as hard a time believing it because if oh, I'm, I'm really, I really don't want to give anything away. No, yeah. but <laughs> there is a physical element that. I think that if she knew she put would put herself in a situation that it would get to a certain point. Yeah. Because of the circumstances and the the position that she put someone else in. Yeah. The one thing that is hard to believe is the restraint their restraints and just one of them mm-hmm. failing. <laughs> yeah. But if that was the plan, if that was the plan, right? For one to, for one to fail on purpose. Yeah. At a certain point, and the other one not to, because it did almost seem like, fuck, this is really hard. <laughs> it did almost seem like, thinking back, after the after the credits rolled, it did seem like it went the way she wanted it to. I think it absolutely went the way she wanted it to. My problem is with the timing of it all and the execution of it all and how perfectly everything aligned. I was like, hmm. But I'm I'm willing to throw that out because it was so such a good ending. (laughs) It was so fucking heavy, man. It's like it it's it's weird because you get the satisfaction, but you also have like a pit in your stomach because of Oh yeah. You know, it's we don't want to give anything away, but there's it's extremely bittersweet. Yes, absolutely. Extremely. Like I was physically sick Mm -hmm. 
at the end of the movie. Yeah. And uh, I, I think the ending of the film almost makes the film. It's like... Oh, totally. If they would have ended it five minutes earlier... Yeah. It, I would have been like, oh my God, this, this is like the the worst a movie has ever made me feel. Yeah. Like in terms of payoff, I'm trying to think of the some of the other films we've done. I think this film pays off so much yeah. for like sticking through the entire thing and getting to the end. Yeah, it really slams you up against both emotional walls, right? Yeah. Of cuz you're you're so excited and you're so stoked and then it kicks you in the nuts. <laughs> really really hard and in a really tough scene to watch yeah and it's a it's a pretty it, long it's long scene <laughs> it's a long scene to watch and it's hard to watch yeah and it's not just from the the physical stuff going on on screen it's the emotional too because you are oh and it's like you're rooting right you you're mm-hmm. rooting a certain way yeah but then they bring it back around you know and and Mm-hmm. In some ways, it's a happy ending. Yeah, it's it's really weird. It's really weird. Like you said, it's a bittersweet. It's uh, I don't know. I just don't want to. I don't want to give more about else it. Away. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's fair to say that we were pretty stoked about the story. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I really liked. And pretty how original. Many, how many places it went to? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said earlier, when I was like the most emotionally invested or maybe emotionally affected that I've ever been of any of the movies we've done, it, I think it's because it kind of takes you to so many different places emotionally. Yeah. Right? Like it it gives you, in the beginning of the movie, the kind of maybe the little bit of letdown from the trailer, mm-hmm. but you're still invested in the story. And then it kind of gets to a place where I was like, well, fuck this. Like, why am I watching this? I didn't want to, you know, with the montages and stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm not interested in this anymore. If this <laughs> is just going to turn. Because I looked at it and I was like, man, there's still like an hour left. You're talking about the rom-com section? Yeah. And I was just like, fuck <laughs> this, you know. And then it, it totally dives back into the gutter and gets really, really dark. And yeah. And stays there for a while. And then then gets to like a really satisfaction point and then jumps back into the gutter and kicks you in the nuts and then comes like it's it's freaking up and down it's a total roller coaster of a story and i i thought it was really really well done and pretty damn original well and and this is my last point on story but i think one of the great things that this film does is they do a good job of setting you up to Mm. be completely crushed yeah. So they get you invested into a particular person or a particular relationship or moment, and then they suck it out of you. And they're like, no, you're not going to get the satisfaction of any of that. Yeah. And that goes back to that up and down roller coaster thing. And I think out of most of the films that we've done, this one does a good, like, bait and switch. Mm-hmm. I think this one handles that really, really well. And so I think that's why by the end you feel completely just smacked in the face. <laughs> and there's few films that really do that, and this is one of them, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a really good story. Really original. <laughs> and really timely, too, right? 
Yeah. Because it would be really easy to, to take this plot, I guess, and go the very predictable route of just full-blown revenge. Right. Which but was what I was expecting. And I, I probably would have liked that a lot, too. But <laughs> yeah, it's just a lot more complex than than what you're sold in the trailer, I think. Yeah, I think that's totally fair to say. Well, let's transition over and let's talk about some of the talent in this film. Mm. And I want to talk first, obviously, about Carrie Mulligan as Cassandra. Are you familiar with Carrie Mulligan? Have you seen her in anything? Nope. This is my first time and I was wildly impressed. All right. So you were impressed. What did you think of her? So what what did you think about her performance in terms of like the vigilante versus her normal life, I guess you would say, in this film? Her portrayal of both. I thought her range was was really impressive. So she's got that like smart evil mm-hmm. zone that she's in. And then she's got her normal, fairly depressed, yeah, kind of deadpan mm-hmm. zone. And then you get a little glimpse of like her happy yeah. zone. And then you even get to see her really fake side. Yeah. A few times. Mm-hmm. And I was just really impressed. And you get to see her act like completely break down too at moments. Like yeah. She just gets like, completely vulnerable. The whole gamut, man. The whole yeah. spectrum of of emotion and acting she displayed and it was I was super impressed. I wanna I'd love to see her in more stuff. Yeah, she's so good. And I was Really happy to see all of the hype this film was getting because I really like her as an actress. And okay. Have they, you, are you familiar with her? Yeah, I'm fairly familiar with her. <sighs> like some of the films I think of when I think of Carrie Mulligan is like an education. She's been in a lot of these smaller kind of heavy hitting films, I guess you'd say, like these really dramatic, serious films. Okay. And uh, more into those and less into the huge like blockbuster stuff. But she's so good. Like she was inside um, in the film Inside Lewin Davis, the Coen Brothers film. She was good in that. She's good in everything she's in. And like you said, she does a really good job of giving like a range of emo- mm-hmm. emotions. And this is, I think, one of the first films that she's done where she's like kind of a pretty big ass kicker. <laughs> so it was cool to see her in that kind of role. While also being able to like play up those acting chops too, it, it wasn't just some slasher film or some action flick, so that was really cool. And I love her her introduction, like the first scene you get of her in the club. Mm-hmm. And she's up on the like she's <laughs> on the bench or the the chair or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, she just does such a good job in that role. I think that was perfect casting. You think it's an award-nominating role? I do. I think it it has the potential to be, yeah. I think it has the potential to be. And if I'm not mistaken, I think she's been nominated before. Yeah, she was an Oscar nominee. Oh. Yeah, she was nominated for that film I told you about in Education. Okay. So, yeah, she got a Best Actress nomination in a leading role for that. So she's, yeah, for sure. 
heavy hitter. So will this be in the this movie be in the awards this year? Uh, I'm not sure because remember I've been in theaters for a, a while, right? And then it just came. Yeah, it had a theatrical release, so I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. And even with all this stuff, they might have changed the the qualifications too, just because of the circumstances. Okay. But I would assume, yeah, this she'd be eligible. Well, she's got my vote. Yeah, she's really, really good. Really good. What other performance stood out to you in this film? Anyone else that was like you're pretty impressed by or blown away with? Um, there's a lot of good performers. I, yeah, a lot of good, a lot of solid performances. I wouldn't say blown blown away, but um, Bo Burnham was good. He was really good. I I'm familiar with some of his comedy stuff. Okay. And uh, I thought he did a pretty good job of shifting right because he was in his certain kind of funny quirky place emotionally yeah. the mm-hmm. whole time and then there's quite a big shift at a certain point in the movie and i thought he did a good job of looking like that uncomfortable guy yeah in these situations mhm so he was, was another one too with him. another one that like got you to really connect with his character and and become invested and like his character and then immediately just start to go another direction yeah so yeah i'd agree his performance was was really good i really liked uh allison brie as madison yep her character is uh pretty intense yeah i guess Mm -hmm. he didn't have a huge role in this film but clancy brown who plays uh Stanley, Cassandra's dad. Oh, okay, yeah. He's been in a bunch of movies, and I always like watching him. <laughs> it's funny because I think of him being uh, in Starship Troopers. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've seen that movie. Dude, so long ago. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, even in Shawshank Redemption, he just plays those, like, total asshole characters. Yeah. So it was cool to see him in that role where he's like the supportive old dad that's like giving her all the pep talk. I liked him. I liked him. I liked uh, Connie Britton as Dean Walker. Yeah, she's good. She's only in one scene, Mm -hmm. but it's heavy as fuck, the scene that she's in. Yeah. And uh, Molly Shannon was in this too. Yeah, same. (laughs) And she's not Molly Shannon in this. She's... No, Mrs. Fisher. You know, she's... Her, she's a, like a real character. She's yeah. not her kind of goofy. She's not playing Molly world, Shannon. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, serious role. Uh, you'd asked me before we went on about Alfred Molina. He's in this yeah. film and has a role. And he's one of those actors that it just, he's so good in everything that he's in. And a lot of times they're not these big roles, but even his small little cameo roles and these side characters that he plays in films, he does such a good job. And this film is another example of how good of an actor this guy is. And he has like a really kind of, what do you call it? A more somber scene, I guess. Yeah. And, and you know, the movie is filled with male rationalization and making excuses. Yeah. And not taking responsibility. Right. 
and he's about the only one in the entire movie that shows any bit of contrition. Yeah. He was good. Um, where's McLovin at? Neil, McLovin. Christopher Mintz, Plass. Okay. <laughs> McLovin? Yeah. He's only got one scene, too, but he's pretty funny in it. And, uh, <laughs> and creepy. Yeah. The, yeah, the cast list in here is just like crazy. Right? It's like really good cast, and almost everybody is only in one scene besides a few characters. Yeah, it's like everyone, they, they have a huge cast list with everyone that gets like <laughs> 30 seconds of screen time. Yeah, and I want to shout out Chris Lowe. Lowell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, he's in some of the heaviest shit in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I thought he did a pretty good job in the role that he was asked to play. Yeah. And then even Max Greenfield is in this, and he's huge in television. He was in a show called Jess with Zoe Deschanel. I'm sure you've seen it, like advertised at least. And he's like a a great comedic actor, so it was kind of funny to see him in a somewhat serious role. Oh, okay, yeah, he's a dick in this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's <laughs> he's always playing these like ridiculous, crazy, wacky characters in comedies. So it was interesting to see him in this role. When he kicks the, uh, when he kicks something at the movie. Yeah. You know what I'm talking uh-huh. about. Uh huh. I was just like, you fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> just the slightest little, you know, scoot this over here. I was just like, oh, that is so subtle and so impactful on an emotional level. Yeah. Like, they do such a good job of portraying those, like, stereotypical, like, frat dudes. The yeah, ones that you just want to punch in the face. Perfect word, man. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Like, the ones you just want to punch in the face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly or who he plays. Take a shit in one of their shoes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, dudes suck, man. That's just a that's just a blanket truism. <laughs> yeah, right I guess there. that is the the best way to describe that whole group of people at the end. Yeah, bunch of frat boys. <laughs> Let's see, do we leave anyone else out that deserves a shout out here? Laverne Cox, who plays Gale. Oh, yeah. It's like another great character. And I love how it's like a total allows Cassandra's character to kind of come out of her shell and be a little bit less of like this ultra pessimistic character. <laughs> yeah. So I liked I liked the, the, the comedic aspect and sort of allowing the character to enhance Cassandra too. Like, I, f- I feel like no character in this film is wasted. No. There isn't really a character that's just there to be there. And they all yeah, kind of... Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. They all kind of keep the story going and enhance the story. Yeah, and they represent something on right. all sides. They're all in their place, too, right? Yeah. Like, uh, Jennifer Coolidge plays her mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, you already said Clancy Brown. They, they really display, like, the kind of... Uh, Concerned parents that don't want to step on toes and don't want to be pushy. Yeah. And yeah, everybody just really fits. Fits well. Damn, Laverne Cox is like a three-time Emmy-nominated actress. Nice. Yeah. 
See, the talent in this film is like pretty solid, top to bottom. And Absolutely. it's a huge cast list. Really cool. Let's see. So I think we hit on some of our favorite characters, some of the, our favorite performances. Let's talk a little bit about the look of the film, the making of it. First off, let me ask, was there anything that stood out to you visually in terms of this film? And that can be like a scene or a shot or even like color. I don't know, something that just stood out to you. Um, I felt like it was all very similar, mm-hmm. the whole movie. Yeah. But in terms of something that really stood out, maybe the scene between Madison and Cassandra in okay. her parents' house. Ah, okay. You know what I'm talking about? With yes. With like the, the shot from the end of the big living room mm-hmm. and the awkwardness yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anything super tricky or super crazy. Here's what I'll say. Um, you know how we give a lot of crap to the slow zoom? Yeah. I feel like it's executed really well in this movie. I would agree with that because I didn't. nothing stood out slow zoom-wise as being annoying to me. Yeah, and... And, and there is, now that I think back, there, quite a, there is quite a bit of it. Yeah, but here's the, the thing, though. That they don't use the slow zoom to zoom in on people's faces. Yeah. They use it to zoom in on important elements in the frame and if i'm not mistaken the very end they have a slow zoom and you get to see uh part of that (laughs) and something so that i think its use in this film is really really effective and it just gets you gets you in the gut so that there's a here's an example of the slow zoom done well from all the crap that we've given it (laughs) Yeah, and you put it the right way, right? It's not just face. No. It's not zoom in on the face. It's other other elements. Yeah. I feel like the slow zoom on the face sometimes is a way of showing emotion when it's like the only way maybe that you can get it off the actor or the character. And this mm. film does such a good job of doing that and capturing that in other ways. They don't need to, to rely on something like that. Yeah. Um, instead, they Anything can use stand it. out to you? Well, aside from that, I loved some of the shots when she's in the rooms with some of these guys. Okay. And particularly where you get the the vantage point of looking up at her when she, like, snaps out of her her acting and goes into, like, what, do you, what would you call it? When she puts down the the act and gets into her what would you call that <laughs> her I don't know when she puts on her batman cape principal's office yeah those shots when that cuz they they signal the transition i think from her breaking off the drunken act yeah. so those were all cool and i will say one last thing about Carrie Mulligan is when she puts on that like principal's detentions hat <laughs> She's pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. She's like pretty intimidating. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and so confident. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you you buy the fact that when she does that the dude that's in the room with her immediately is like afraid and snaps out of it. Yeah. I love that she uses 
invasion of personal space as mm -hmm. a weapon. Yeah. Right? Because that's it's such like a juxtaposition of men being too kind of forceful with their advances and getting too close and being handsy and kissing too comfortable. and stuff. Yeah. And then she snaps. Excuse me. Then she snaps and like gets right up in someone's face in this really calm and really stern and really direct way. And they don't want to be anywhere in her physical and space. And they are so intimidated <laughs> by it. It was yeah. really well done. Yeah, that is interesting. It's the whole like physical play. It's interesting to see how it unfolds and develops and completely shifts the balance of power in the room. It's you don't really think about that stuff and and yeah. I'm sure the the director did and probably Carrie specifically, but yeah, it's kind of do fun you, to talk about that stuff. Do you have a favorite shot in the movie? Not so much. I I like I said I I did love all of the shots where we get to see her break out of her act. Mm. And they're kind of jarring when you 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 look up at her or look down at her and she kind of gets up. Yeah. Um something about that and then her gaze into the camera as it's moving. It's it's pretty jarring. I really love the the scene where she's approaching the cabin. Oh, up, up the dirt driveway. Yeah. I really like that shot for some reason. I getcha. When she's carrying her heels. Uh-huh. Yeah, all the low angle shots where you just get her legs walking. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the whole sequence in the beginning after the first encounter where she's eating a hot dog. Yeah, I was going to say, is it a hot dog <laughs> or is it a jelly donut? I think yeah. it's a jelly donut. Is or it a it leg? Is, maybe it is a hot dog. <laughs> Is it a, a femur? Is it a forearm? <laughs> but I love that like when those dudes are catcalling at her, she just stops and stares them down. Yeah, and then they and start to get do, uncomfortable. Yeah, dude, I, <laughs> I love that, man. I love yeah, it's that. It's really, really clever. It's probably a great tool you could, you could use. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking, too. You think a lot of women will take some lessons on how to deal with assholes? Yeah, I this? think... I'm not sure it'll if it'll go as well as all of hers does because obviously it's a movie, but it does yeah. seem effective. Or I could at least say that it's something that I didn't think of in mm. terms of how to deal with people like that. So that's yeah. a, another kind of thoughtful thing that went into the screenplay and the story, I think. Yeah, that's um, a perfect word, thoughtful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, not a whole lot of special effects. I don't think there's really any. No. Again, I love all the nighttime stuff, all the the club club scenes and neon lights. I think they always add something really cool. Yeah. To a shot, to a frame. Gotta love the neon. <laughs> Any last uh, comments you had on some of the the tech aspects? I I, I want to bring this scene up because I really liked it. The scene where she's kind of like uh, sitting in her car with her head on her steering wheel. Oh yeah. And that guy pulls up and giving her shit, and what they did with the sound in yeah. that scene, I really liked that scene. Actually, that let's talk probably, a little bit about that. Yeah, that's like the only real kick-ass kind of scene. Yeah, you know, we should include that 
in in some of this discussion, but um, we don't ever really talk about sound, like sound effects. Um, yeah. And I think in this film, they work really, really well. So we were talking about towards the end of the film that there's a brutal scene. Sound, I think, plays like 75% of the heavy lifting of that scene. Yeah. It's yeah. really brutal. It really brutal. Because it's so drawn out, but then... There's no score in that. No score. End. Yeah. But there are there is sound and yeah. like spoken voice, too. I think that has a lot to do with how it affects you emotionally when you're watching that. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's... I'm trying to think of like another scene that just totally gets you with the the sound effects and the sound design. I could see this film being nominated in like some of those technical categories. Okay. Cuz it's executed so well. Yeah. So and that even there's a the scene that she has with the dean at one point when it cuts to the waiting room. Right. And you can hear like the muffled screaming. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Even something as subtle as that is yeah. like really impactful. Yeah. That's the other thing too. There were a lot of times where there were quick cuts that transitioned with uh, like a quick sound stab, piercing sound or part of the score. And a lot of times those are cheap, like jump gags or whatever. This film, they're not meant to be jump scares, but they're meant to kind of knock you off your feet a little bit. And there's a lot of that in this film. And I guess that's a good transition into score. Yeah. So there's a heavy use of like soundtrack with music. And then there's also the composed score. And I think both actually work really well. I totally agree. So the music, I think it opens up with music Mm -hmm. as you go into this club setting and like obviously that fits for the the environment but then you also have parts where they put in some of these songs some of these classic songs and juxtapose them with these really awful moments yeah and it creates this really weird feeling here's a question about score cuz i do think it was purposeful do you think the use of some of like the poppy hot girl music in the movie was meant to make a statement about maybe how those types of musics feed into this this problem, right? Oh, yeah, I think for sure it had something okay. to do with that. Like, do you know what the song was at the kind of beginning of the end when she's walking up there? Do you know what song that was that they were playing? Yes. You do? Yeah. Is it the... It's the instrumental version of the song, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. They, it's the one, yeah, it's the one they used in the trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's something super creepy about how they arranged that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, that score, it's, yeah, it's really creepy, and it, it totally fits. <laughs> but talking, going back to the actual, like, soundtrack music, it's the, the sound, the song choices are very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like, on the, on the car ride back, with her, the the first person she encounters, they're playing like Spice Girls. <laughs> yeah, it's in the like car, all that kind of poppy hot girl yeah. music. Mm-hmm. And it's meant to like, 
those songs are super, uh, <laughs> I guess, romantic and these, you know, lovey-dovey songs and juxtaposing them in those moments because we know, we have an idea of, of how it's going to go. Yeah. It definitely says something about, like, our perception of women and kind of like these stereotypes we've we've developed over time. Yeah. And I guess this film, that's one of its goals is to like kick the stereotype, I guess, while also empowering and bringing like awareness. I don't know if I'm going like too deep into that. No, I think that's what it was intended to do. Yeah. And it's like you got to find that line somewhere between women feeling comfortable being hot and Mm -hmm. not expecting to be assaulted just for being hot. Yeah. And at the same time, using that as a sort of like form of power too. Yeah. To flip the situation. And that's where I think having a woman direct this film is a, is a benefit. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and having two dudes talk about this type of stuff is <laughs> is plenty awkward, but yeah, let us tell you about how this is so good for <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but it's a real it's a real issue, right? And I think this movie is probably the most kind of uh, productive in terms of tackling the issue in yeah. a way that isn't completely reflexive Mm -hmm. is that the right word i think so yeah it's not so on the nose where it's not so on the nose where it's silly i guess yeah and it's not so fuck it's not so like uh fuck men yeah it's it's more like this aspect of of our uh culture needs to be understood rather than more uh kind of just like fought yeah you do want to fight back against all of it but with understanding rather than with what the trailer kind of sells in terms of just straight revenge and violence yeah does that make sense i guess the bottom line is this film is trying to say that there are ways to deal with this kind of stuff in a smart manner in like Mm -hmm. an intelligent manner Without yeah. having to combat it with the same shit that it it's coming at you with, I guess. That's the most. And that being said, I'd be totally down with her just murdering dudes left and right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was like the most ineloquent thing I've ever said. <laughs> but hopefully you catch my drift. Like, I'm I'm glad now that we've kind of hashed this out a bit, that they didn't go the like, female Jason route and she's just getting yeah. bloody. But I, I would have liked that too. I'll Me keep, too. I'll keep saying that. Me too. Because <laughs> <laughs> you root, for, I was rooting for that. Yeah. The whole time, right? Because you want to see these assholes get what's coming to them. Yeah. But they execute a level of revenge that is extremely intelligent. Yeah, and fulfilling. And fulfilling, yeah. So they were able to have their cake and eat it too. Just not in the way we were expecting, I guess. Yeah. Which so. speaks to how smart it is. Yeah. So I guess that's a good point. Let's see, where are we in our little agenda here? 
Oh yeah, so so you were actually pretty cool with the score then. Oh, I loved it, man. All right, awesome. I absolutely yeah. loved it. I thought it was really effective. All right, well, I think we've reached a good point where we can start wrapping up here, but let's get into some love hates. So let's start with with you, man. What do you love and what do you hate about a promising young woman? <laughs> what I loved about it was how much I it was different than what I expected. I loved that it was fairly predictable in the trailer, and it wasn't that at all. Yeah. Does that make sense? Sure, yeah, absolutely. And I love the, the level of complexity from an emotional standpoint that it makes you go through. Because there's, there's times where it's really uncomfortable. There's times where it's kind of fun. Just really all of it. It hits every note mm-hmm. on the emotional side. And uh, that's what I really loved about it. I didn't hate anything, but I... <laughs> And I know this was purposeful, but the little montage in the rom com part of the movie, <laughs> I didn't like that very much. But I know it was it was meant to It was a total misdirect. bait. Yeah. It was total bait, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that single montage, if I had to <laughs> say I hate something, which I don't, but that would be it. Gotcha. <laughs> what about you? Uh, for me... I love the intelligence of this film. I love the the way it tackles a subject that's really heavy and really timely and really polarizing to be honest. Like there there's a lot of <laughs> only for assholes. Yeah, it's uh I've heard all kinds of different ranges when it comes to this topic and I think the way they handled it was so smart and very impactful. And not only that, but it it has something to say. It's not just mm-hmm. presenting you an issue. It has something to say about it. Yeah. Which is always, I mean, kind of cool about the medium of film. It's like, it's not all just popcorn and, you know, drifting off. While that's like a lot of fun, there are some films that have something intelligent to say or something weighty to say. And Mm. this is one of those films. For sure. So I appreciate that. And then in terms of hates, again, like, I don't have a hate, but (laughs) it's just really like an observation, I guess, at the end on how it was executed. It was, like, very, very neat and very uh, synced up to, like, the the second and the, the minute. But the story's so good and the film's so good, you don't care. And I didn't really care about it. It was just kind of an observation. So I got a question for you. When you say really neat, you mean like the timing of everything? Yes. Not, not, I'm not talking that specific scene. I'm talking about the, the timing, whole, con- the whole context of everything. So the, the, la- the end sequence, when all the dominoes are starting to fall, that lead up to the very last moment of yeah. you know, the payoff. Yeah. I felt like all of those little sequence of events were were they fell into place so well and so okay. perfectly that yeah. I was like that couldn't be executed like that in real life. Okay, like with the the timed tech, text messages yes. and stuff. Yes. Oh, all okay. the timing that it all okay. happened to to occur in the middle of 
Yeah. The, that particular ceremony with those people there. Okay, I can, I can, I, yeah, I'll grant you that. I thought you were talking about like the actual major climax scene, and I was like, I don't know. If, I, I thought it was pretty. Well, oh no, no, I no. get what you're saying now. Yeah. So that that's what I meant. Oh, okay. So I was like, yeah, they would have had to plan that out. Like people would have had to had synchronized watches for all that stuff to line up the way it did. Yeah, but okay. it's. I like you. I said, I, I was able to to block it off because the ending was so good. Yeah. So it's just a minor little gripe, but other than that, I think overall, very enjoyable film. Very enjoyable. I, I yeah, very heavy. I don't know if it was super enjoyable. I don't know if I would want to watch it. Maybe twice. yeah, enjoyable is not the best word. It's uh, engaging, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't engaging. Know. I guess I do have one other hate that it's like that this is such a a big issue in our culture. I hate that. It has nothing to do with the movie. Yeah. But it's well, it has a, everything to do with the movie, I would say. <laughs> oh, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, nothing specific to the film, but the fact that it needs to be addressed. Yeah, the fact that they can make a film about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Fucking frat boys. Yeah, those frat boys, man. Be I careful. am so glad that I don't have kids on either side of this, right? Like, I would hate to have a daughter <laughs> and send her off to college <laughs> sitting up thinking about this shit every night, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I would hate to have a son <laughs> sending off to college. Yeah, to be a frat boy. To be a, I wouldn't, I, if I did have a son, he would not be allowed in a frat. But <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I definitely do. Uh, uh, well, well, I want you to score or uh, rank this first. Okay, this you want me to rank I it? I want to see where you're at on this. Okay. Because I'm struggling a bit. So am I. Let's see. I like the plot in the story. Maybe like the believability factor, that one thing I had a gripe about. Maybe I'll give it like half a point. Okay. So I'll give it half a point for story. Acting gets a full point. The look of this film gets a full point. Score gets a full point. I liked it. That gets a point. So I guess I've got to come out and give it a four and a half. Mm. Four and a half buckets of popcorn. Okay. That's, uh, I guess, right in the ballpark of where I was expecting it to be. Although... Before we started talking about it, <laughs> my disappointment with the lack of violence. <laughs> uh, I, what did I say? I was like, oh, I was expecting this to be like a 75 to 80 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It's at a 90. I take it back. Okay. <laughs> what about you? All right. So it's getting a bong load for the feel, you know, the kind of mm-hmm. the intangible. Because it fucking put me all over the place emotionally. Yeah. I'm usually not very emotionally connected to anything we watch, and I definitely was in this. And I almost want to give it, like, extra credit for that. Okay. To get me engaged on emotional level, which is, like, almost impossible. Yeah. <laughs> um, The look in the cinematography, I thought it was really well done and really impactful getting a bong on for that. Score, definitely getting a bong load for that. The acting, absolutely getting a bong load. 
and the story i it was so kind of intricate that i don't even really want to take anything away for the neatness of the yeah. ending because it was so emotionally kind of impactful mm -hmm. so yeah i'm giving it five bong loads five yeah all right it's a fiver it's a really good movie so this is your first five of the year yeah 2021 of 2021 sweet yeah all right promising young woman so i, I i'm assuming it's safe to say that we recommend this 100 percent. totally <laughs> worth the 20 bucks to rent it yeah absolutely absolutely we, we think you'll get something out of it regardless if you're man or woman there's something to be taken from a film like this yeah it's very impactful do they break up acting between males and females in the Oscars? No. It's as just far best as I actor. Know. It's uh no, it's best uh actor in a lead or, role, best actress in a lead role. Oh, so it is broken up. It's broken up. Oh. As far as I know, I don't think they merged it. Okay. Well, I think Carrie Mulligan should win. Yeah, I think at least get a nomination. I can't think of a female performance of anything we reviewed that would be eligible for the Oscars this year that's better than this. Yeah. Not, not off the not, top of my not head. Not to denigrate anybody, but... This was a standout performance. It was, yeah, standout. Banger. Banger movie. Banger yeah. performance from her. Yeah, it... All right, I know we're, we're wrapping up here, but... What is Do you want to gush on Carrie Mulligan some more? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. In terms of, um, like the story and the construction, right. And the message it sends real quick. And I know we're running out of time, but how would you compare this film to a good woman is hard to find? You know, there's quite a bit of parallels there. I, I thought about that. Yeah. And, uh, I would say this movie hits more notes. Yeah. That's really the main difference. Because that movie was was uh, fairly down in the dumps for yeah. a lot, basically the whole movie. Yeah, and it was kind of. And then it really comes around and and has a big triumph. Yeah. While this one is kind of up and down and left and right and all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And I gotta say, I like the ending of this one more. Oh, this one, yeah. I think this one has a much more uh, interesting ending then a good woman's hard to find. But that one had the dismemberment scene, which was just awesome. I it would have did. liked maybe one, one major murder. In yeah. This. <laughs> and well, so talking about the violence, the reason why I was thinking of that film is because you have the brutal violence in that film, but it's not because she's some crazy serial killer. Yeah. It's yeah. because she's doing it out of like this, this necessity of survival and like mm -hmm. trying to it's yeah. I, I think there are some parallels there. Yeah. So if you were a fan of that film, this one I think is something that's also interesting in a similar way, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, that was the one film I thought of in comparison Same. to this one. <laughs> Same here, man. Ah, oh, well, I think that was a, a good discussion we had on this film. 
I think uh, we. I don't think we spoiled anything. I don't think so. And I love the the shows where I'm able to kind of get a different perspective on things because we talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> Those are always fun. So yeah, that's all I got, man. Any last uh, comments or things to say about promising young woman? It's awesome. Every every college should make all the incoming boys watch this movie <laughs> yeah. in yeah. their sexual harassment training class especially the frat boys yeah <laughs> fuck even in high school man <laughs> oh gosh yeah, just don't be a dick <laughs> don't be a dick yeah don't be a dick do you this is kind of off topic do you think this movie is a good argument for legalizing prostitution you know there are I there, think it is. There are good arguments for that. That's, and you know, we, coming from school and stuff in university, we've been part of those like those topics. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it's this is a good kind of case for that thing. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's the whole other issue: who are the women working in that? Which is a. a, a, a also an awful thing. Just the sex robots, right? Yeah. The sex robots brothels. <laughs> that's what they need. Okay, yeah. But don't make the robots conscious because then we got an issue. Yeah, well, let's see what Elon <laughs> Elon comes up with in the next five years. Okay. Yeah, come on, Elon. <laughs> sex robot brothels. Star kink. Star kink. That's what we got from Elon. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> oh, man. Well, <laughs> let's get out of here before we just start rambling. Okay. So, yeah, man. That's uh, episode 57 of The Buff and the Blazer. We did Promising Young Woman, and El Tato and I highly recommend it. It's highly. a good one. So that's all we got for you guys. Thanks for sticking with us. We'll catch you on the next episode. Have a good week. Peace.